Hello, this is Lisa DeLay, and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School, Lesson 122, The Sacred Yes and No. Today I'm reading to you from a book by Christine Voltner's painter, The Artist's Rule, A 12-Week Journey, Nurturing Your Creative Soul with Monastic Wisdom. Christine will be my guest on a future episode, and her publisher, Soren Books out of Notre Dame, Indiana, sent me several of her books to enjoy. I've really been enjoying them a great deal. I'm going to be reading out of this book from pages 133 to 135, some different snippets from those pages. I found this book to be very helpful for creative people, for people who are seeking things in a more deep way for contemplative types. And this is about spaciousness and understanding our sacred yes and no. Some things were brought to light in ways that I hadn't really understood before, and I really felt drawn to share it with you today. I hope you will absorb it richly and follow along. This is from page 131. It says, Take a moment to breathe deeply and exhale with a heavy sigh. Try this a couple of times and experience inner spaciousness. Then reach your arms wide around you, exploring each direction, stretching your fingertips out into space and savoring the expanse around you. In his article, Entering the Emptiness, Gerald May writes, Space is freedom from confinement, from preoccupation, from oppression, from drivenness, and from all the other interior and exterior forces that bind and restrict our spirits. We need space in the first place simply to recognize how compelled and bound we are. Then we need space to allow the compulsions to ease and the bonds to loosen. To the extent that place is permitted by grace and our own willingness, we discover expanding emptiness in which consecration can happen, room for love to make its home in us. Christine says, This sense of space can be discovered through contemplative living rather than running to and from appointments and meetings in a breathless and endless succession of adrenaline-releasing activities. Contemplatives allow time to be present between commitments. In doing so, we can live more intentionally and thoughtfully. When each movement has meaning and purpose, then each moment is filled with a holy charge of energy. We then create inner spaciousness. Consider three aspects of the spaciousness that May describes. Spaciousness of form, spaciousness of time, and spaciousness of soul. I'm going to skip to page 132 and speak about spaciousness of soul. Spaciousness of soul, the inner emptiness, the cave of the heart. Depending on how we meet this soul space, we may experience it as either open possibility or void and nothingness, as creative potential or as dull boredom, as quiet, peaceful eternity, or as restless yearning for fulfillment. 
This inner spaciousness is expressed in the Latin phrase vacere deo, which means to be free for God. True spaciousness of the soul is having the will and courage to experience things as they are. We eliminate the expectations we bring to a moment and allow ourselves to witness what is present and absorb any wisdom we might receive. Consider the inner expectations and voices you want to let go of to create more inner space. For many years, I resisted beginning a new project until the physical space was cleared. I used to think this was my way of procrastinating. Finally, one day I allowed myself to embrace this clearing and organizing work as a central part of my creative process. Putting away old projects and files and organizing what was needed for the new project became about intentionally filing away the old and making space for the new. It became part of my ritual for creative expression and made the process easier. Consider creating a ritual of transition as you move between creative works. How do you honor what has been completed and brought to fruition? How do you make space for what new expressions will be emerging? Are there poems or other readings which would help to support you in bringing intention to the moments of transition? Sacred Yes and No First, a quote by Richard Rohr. By the sacred yes or no, I mean that affirmation or negation that comes from a deep place of wisdom and courage, even if it creates conflict or disagreement. The sacred yes is not willful or egocentric, but rather is willing and surrendered. The sacred no is not rebellion or refusal, but always the necessary protecting of boundaries. I'm going to reflect on this for just a moment. This is a really interesting and healthy way of looking at how we say yes or no to things in a sacred way that is life-giving to us and life-giving to those around us. How do we say yes or no to things? We're suggest that a sacred yes is not willful or egocentric. It's not focused on selfishness and a me-centered way of living in the world. It is willing and surrendered. So we don't give of ourselves in a way that would cause us to be resentful later or that would cause us to be patting ourselves on the back later. We do it in a willing way, in a surrendered way, just as though we are stepping into the will of God and we get out of our own way. But when we need to say no, how do we do it in a sacred way? We don't do it as a refusal or, or rebellion with that in the forefront or the center point of our decision making. We do it as a necessary way of protecting our boundaries and thinking of our boundaries as also sacred. I really appreciate this perspective by Richard Rohr. Moving on to what Christine says on page 133, in Jungian studies, there is a recognition that we contain within us a feminine and masculine dimension to our souls. These dimensions each express different qualities. The feminine dimension, with its archetype of welcoming, nurturing, enfolding energy, such as the mother, capital M, is the sacred yes of our lives, the things, people, and opportunities we embrace. 
The masculine dimension, which is the archetype of boundary setting and protecting, such as the warrior, capital W, is the sacred no of our lives, the healthy setting of limits, and the protectors of our gifts and energies so we don't overextend ourselves. Every time we say yes to something in our lives, we are also saying, often unconsciously, no to something else. In other words, each time we commit energy to projects or people, we take energy away from something else. When we bring conscious awareness to this truth, we can commit with more intention. This reminds me of something in the Bible where James says we can't be of two minds, tossing to and fro like the waves, kind of split-minded or being on the fence about something. If we are committed to something, we shouldn't kind of commit. We should all the way commit and not halfway do it because we're, one of our feet is planted in a commitment somewhere else. To give ourselves to a person or a project or some kind of responsibility, we have to sometimes pull our foot up from that other place and place it down in the territory where both feet are and make that a sacred yes. Going back to page 133. There is a connection between the sacred yes and no and the rhythms of breath and seasons. For example, inhaling is parallel to spring and dawn, the breathing in of new life and new beginnings. The space between inhaling and exhaling is parallel to summer or day. That moment of experiencing life's fullness. These are the times of the sacred yes, when life is full of blossoming and fruit and invitation. Exhaling can be compared to autumn or dusk, when we consider endings and surrender. And the pause between exhaling and inhaling is like the night of winter, that time of being in between, when we dwell in darkness and are uncertain of what the next breath will bring. These are the moments of the sacred no, when we consider what needs letting go and the ways we need to nurture ourselves. And I'll add to that that every single part of the inhaling, exhaling, waiting is all very necessary. There is not one part of that that is more important than the other. They all work in unison and rhythm. Without any one of those pieces, we would be unhealthy. Well, without any one of those seasons, we wouldn't have the full cycle of life. On page 135, Christine Voltner's painter has reflection questions. The final one is, when you connect with your own deep wisdom and courage, what are the sacred yes and the sacred no that arise? What are you being called to welcome more fully and to embrace? What are you being called to create stronger boundaries for self-care and nurturing? What are the commitments that take energy away from your deepest yes? Those are excellent questions to reflect on as we step into making commitments in ways that give ourselves fully over and saying no to other things because we have said yes to some things, sometimes we have to be willing to put those boundaries up. The sacred yes means there's also a sacred no. The commitment on the one hand means a boundary has to happen on the other end. 
And being double-minded or putting one foot on one side of the fence and one foot on the other side of the fence means we can't ever be in each world fully at the same time. So those questions for reflection do us very good to ask and consider deeply within the space of ourselves, the space of our souls. Sometimes without having a time and space and reflection period, to ask those important questions, we never fully understand that we're living in a divided way between yes and no, in a way that doesn't give ourselves fully over to the project at hand, to the will of God, or to the people in our lives. We become divided and even divided against ourselves. I will have links and extra reflection questions and things to ponder in the show notes for this episode that are connected with this episode, Soul School 122, at patreon.com forward slash smartmymuse. I invite you to go over there and take a look at those. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to contact me and send a message, you can send that to contact at sparkmymuse.com. Please share this episode with someone else.